0: great in profile. With his fine features and light brown hair, Johnny appeared so boyish that he looked downright innocent, which was another impression that Pia knew had to be false. Then there was Eva, who was the alpha and captain of this particular pack of lethal whack-jobs. Eva had the whole Venus Williams Amazonian splendor thing nailed with her honed six-foot-tall body, rich ebony skin that rippled over strong muscles, and a black, bitter gaze that had dissected Pia so thoroughly the first time they met, Pia was not exactly sure she'd found all the pieces and got herself put back together quite right afterward. Most of her six attendants were canines of some sort— wolves, mongrels, or mastiffs, although they had one winged weir who would provide aerial support if it ever became needed. Hugh was one of the domain's rare, prized gargoyles. They all came from the weir's version of special forces, the unit that was the most gifted and volatile in the army. They were the first into any conflict and acted as advance scouts the rangers sent in to places too dangerous for the regular troops. They were the ones that patrolled the shadowed corners and slipped past enemy lines to take down their opponents from behind. The only we're more dangerous were Dragos' sentinels and, of course, Dragos himself. They were not good at conforming. They never wore a uniform, they didn't salute, and they didn't bother to hide their opinions about things— and it was clear they didn't think much either of Pia or the babysitting job they had been shackled with, which meant they were all in for a shitty trip if things didn't change. Pia slouched in the back behind the driver's seat, arms crossed as she watched the dirty, white winter scenery scroll past. She could sense Dragos flying overhead, although they didn't talk telepathically— Everything had already been said, shouted, and argued out a while ago. After following the two-car cavalcade for about forty minutes, she could feel him wheeling and beginning the return flight back to the city. She shifted restlessly in her seat. Her head pounded. On the sound system, Tupac rapped Ballad of a Dead Soldier, Beside her, Johnny slouched in fatigues and a T-shirt, his light brown hair pulled into an untidy ponytail. He was totally absorbed in playing a handheld game. Eva drove while James rode shotgun, literally with the butt of a late model scar, which Pia had been told stood for Special Operations Forces, SOF, Combat Assault Rifle, resting on the floor between his boots. Eva's kinky black hair was cropped short, emphasizing the graceful shape of her skull. As Pia looked at the rearview mirror, her gaze collided with the reflection of Eva's contemptuous glance. Pia's already strained temper gave up trying to control her behavior. It slunk away and took her better half with it. She said, I want to listen to Kenny G now, or maybe Michael Bolton. Johnny's head came up. James twisted to look at her. "'You've got to be fucking kidding me,' Eva said. She turned to James. "'Tell me she's fucking kidding me!' Pia felt childish, petty, and vindictive. The drama queen had turned into a two-year-old, and the toddler was having a tantrum. She said to James, "'Change it.' "'Woman wants it changed,' James said expressionlessly.' He punched buttons. Easy listening music filled the Cadillac. That's just fucking great, Eva muttered. We're going to be stuck in a goddamn elevator for the rest of the goddamn day. Pia hated elevator music, too. She smiled and settled back into her seat. Now everybody else was almost as miserable as she was. Time dragged along with the miles that scrolled behind them, And the urban scenery remained the same dull brick factories, black railroad lines ribboning through dirty snow, rows of houses, and the occasional shopping center. Nobody spoke, at least not out loud. The two Cadillacs wove smoothly through the sporadic Sunday morning traffic on the interstate, not always.